and welcome to The Turning Point, a weekly show that's being created to help you overcome the challenges of having the career you always dreamed of. Together, we're going to be learning how to overcome those obstacles that may stand in your way. My guests will give you an insight into their own turning point and what issues they came across when starting their journey to a happier working life. Today's guest is a very good friend of mine, Mr. Andrew Levitt, formerly a ICT support officer at the NHS over here in Barnsley. Now he's doing something much more exciting in the big smoke down in London. Calls himself a bartender, but I don't find that quite good enough, so I call him a spirits wizard. Makes all fancy cocktails and burns people's eyebrows. Andrew, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you, man. So, like I say, bartender just don't cut it. But before no. we get to the spirits wizardry and the potions and all that kind of stuff, let's start off in the NHS. We all know that's a topic at the minute. So, yeah, what did you do? How did you get there? Well, uh, it all started off uh, when I left school. Uh, basically, I fell into an apprenticeship uh, just doing IT. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life, so I figured that was just a wee- easy way into the the system, you know what I mean? Was that just IT uh, a, a company or was that at NHS? Uh, no, that was at Barnes Council. Right. Uh, so I worked for the local authority for five years and then um, I started doing contracting, uh, freelance contracting uh, in IT and I ended up with a contract at Barnsley Hospital. Uh, originally it was only supposed to be for like two months uh, but they ended up keeping me on and I stayed there for another six years. <laughs> so, um, but like, while well, I worked there, um, I worked my way up from uh, just a IT guy <laughs> up to a senior ICT support officer. So, so what were the what were the bits in between there? Uh, the bits in between basically were just like uh, desktop support and uh, hardware support. You know, basic general IT support stuff. I remember some uh, from a bit ago when you were saying, yeah, I've just updated all software on, on X-ray machines, which sounds awesome. Yeah, that's but... kind of what happened when I got into the senior role. Uh, yeah. Once I got into my senior role, um, I was working with uh, SCCM and um, basically remote um, deployment of software and stuff like that. Um, I took that under my belt, basically, as a favour to the hospital because they had nobody to do it. Um, and I managed to pull it off fairly well, so they let me keep that role. Is, is there any control or delete on next race? Oh yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you have to reboot it every now and again. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, basically I took that under my belt, managed to succeed with that, and then they upgraded me to uh, ICT project management. So basically, any new stuff that came into the hospital, I was the lead IT guy for it. Um, I ended up installing a new um, electronic patient records uh, software, and we were the first country to ever put it in. The first country? Um, uh, sorry, the first uh, the first trust to put it in in place. It was like a brand new system. Nobody had ever done it before. Did it um, work? That, uh, yeah, it worked. Um, obviously, it's got its flaws because it's a brand new system. Company who supplies with the software, but... Um, we made it work to our advantage, and it paid off, and it's now started rolling out across other trusts, so I feel that's like a milestone. It sounds, that like a, it sounds like a quite a big thing, because obviously it's not just something that's a, a, a little 
you know, like for just something in one specific oh, area no, in the NHS, but this is massive with patient records and all sorts oh, of yeah, things, isn't it? Massive, massive. It took me, it took me two years to put in place. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, man, because all his all his records are on paper, <laughs> so trying to put them in, <laughs> into electronic forms was like hard work. <laughs> so, what, what um, did you have to do? Just get that people just have to be drafted in to change everything from everything to digital. Uh, yeah, but yeah, basically each department had their own system to run their own department, so creating appointments and uh, storing the patient data, data and stuff like that. Uh, we just wanted to like bring it all together, and make it into one uniformed uh, system. So I think at one point we had like 14 systems running, uh, all all collecting the same data, but none of it married up, which was just <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we had to like bring it all together into one big system, so it was all linked together. And they were that still running up until you left? Uh, yeah, yeah, basically that was my last job role there. But after I'd done that, I felt I weren't going to you know, there were no praise or anything. It was just a case of, oh, that's what you do. <laughs> just get on with it. No recognition <laughs> you know I mean? for something like a job well done and what's a massive job. Exactly. Mate. It was just a case of, oh, that's what you do. End of. <laughs> you know, and other people taking credit for the work, even though they've not really done much. So, um, yeah, it got to the point where I was like, why <laughs> why am I doing this? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm slaving away. Busting my guts and just getting nothing for it. <laughs> yeah, because I remember you like working like major overtime weekends and late nights. And you, I remember some oh, yeah, stupidly mate. long shifts that you were doing. Oh yeah, there were like weeks where I was doing like seventy hours overtime, which is like insane. Well, it's more than insane. a working week, isn't it? Oh man, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, but they they just expected it of you. You know what I mean? Well, like, <laughs> all... Seventy hours overtime became the norm. Yeah, mate. Like you get to end a working day, and then somebody would say. Oh, we're staying over tonight. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> You've got to do it. What, that, on that day? Yeah, yeah, man. They'd come up to you like five o'clock and say, oh, we need you. Are you going to stay? And then you'd like work till midnight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. And it just it just got, it just drained on you, know what I mean? I um, yeah, you can't run your life like that. Just, well, you've got to stay today. Oh, no, no, you can't, mate. You, you can't do that. And It's got to become yeah. tiring very, very quickly. Uh, tiring, frustrating, uh, and yeah, just generally, it's just not a good place to be. It's not a good place to be, even. Um, and it starts affecting my personal life and stuff like that. And yeah, once it gets to that stage, you just think, <laughs> no, yeah, so no, I've had enough of this. Big was just going to say, you, you, you would now get into the realms where you're thinking, right, it's time to sort of do something about this and make a bit of a yeah. change because it's not good enough. Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. Um, it's, it's not good for anybody. If anybody's in the same position, um, just just like get out while you can, because it's just going to get worse. It really is. Because when you, um, it wasn't particularly a clean break for you, was it? When you, when oh, you finally no, like, made this, this decision to to move on to what you didn't know you wanted to do at the time. Oh no, it was far from it, mate. Far from it. Um, basically, it got to it was just a Wednesday at work. Um, and I was sat behind my desk doing the same old job and I just thought you know what I've had enough <laughs> I've absolutely had enough so I typed my notice there and then just handed it to him and said they are <laughs> I'm done <laughs> and everybody thought I was joking at the time and um, I might have I might have <laughs> yeah yeah exactly most people <laughs> did mate most people did I remember uh, coming home from work that day and telling my mum 
and she absolutely lost her mind. She was like, <laughs> are you crazy? And I'm like, no, it's just not fun anymore. I used to enjoy I used to get job satisfaction, but now it's got to the point where I'm just not enjoying it. Um, so I might as well cut loose. Yeah, so I ended up noticing. They tried to make me stay, but um, it was too little too late, to be honest. Uh, and like what, I said, I didn't know what, what did I wanted try, to what do. What did they try to do to make you stay? Uh, increasing my salary, increasing, uh, changing my job title. Um, they, you know, they're just menial things. <laughs> you could have changed your job title yourself. Exactly. Fire, I could've, yeah, exactly. I could have got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just put a uh, computer, computer sorcerer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they offered me all this stuff and it just weren't, there was no reason to stay. But you're going to be no doing the same thing, aren't you? Exactly, you're going to do the same thing, you're going to treat you the same way. Um, yeah, so pointless, absolute pointless. Um, but yeah, like you said, I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> Basically, I just left. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's kind of forces a hand, doesn't it? So Yeah, exactly, mate. It you've got to do to... something then, rather than being... Because a lot of people will uh, be in the position you were in, and still mm. teetering on that because they don't know what they want to do. So they're still at, in in in, a, in employment, not enjoying themselves because they don't know what they're going to do. Is where you were like, right, done, see ya. Now that's what? it, mate. Yeah, people people are afraid to leave. People are afraid to leave because they always think of the worst case scenario, um, where they're going to be out of work for so long. They're going to get end up with no income, um, and then their house will be gone and all that bag of machines. Um, but it's it's not like that at all. It's definitely not like that, uh, especially if you put your mind to it. If you once you leave your job, if you're focused and you just think, you know what, I want to do something, just just it all falls into place. It really does. Um, you shouldn't be scared of leaving your job. It's like I say, putting uh, that, putting your mind yeah, to it. Exactly, mate. I, I spoke to that many people and told them a story, and they're like, mate, I don't know, how you have the balls to do it. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, it sounds a bit crazy, but, you know, just if you just do it, focus on it, it all works out in the end. Um, so, yeah, um, once I'd left, I just found myself sitting around the house. I basically, I took a little rest. Um, <laughs> Is that what you call it? Yeah, it's a little rest, mate. <laughs> you know, to like, just get your feeling back in your brain. <laughs> yeah. When you do something for that long, that's so mind-numbing. Yeah. Exactly, mate. Uh, and it's like a chance to just like reflect on it and just get back to your normal self again. Clear it all down, clear the decks. Correct. Set, see a new horizon. Yeah, just yeah, just a reset. It's a total reset. So there, um, were a few, there was a few stepping stones, and this is why this chat's a bit different because I've known you for quite a long time and seen you go through this, <laughs> and it's not been that long, has it? So there were no, a few <laughs> stepping stones between leaving NHS and uh, moving to London. Oh, yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, there were a few. So... Uh, the first job I got when uh, I finished was uh, I became a barista at uh, Costa Coffee. Uh, that lasted all of two months. Uh, but that sort of got me a taste for um, working behind a counter and doing like face-to-face stuff uh, with customers. Um, and that's kind of what I missed in my old job. Because uh, when I first started in IT, that's what I used to do, just go around visiting people's uh, visiting people, talking to people, seeing people. Uh, but towards the end, it was just all desk-based, so just sat in a little corner in a room and just not seeing anybody at all. 
Um, and I kind of like the interaction with people. Uh, I find that's like I think I'm really good at. <laughs> <laughs> you are though. Um, you you are. Yeah, but maybe too um, much for Costa. Yeah, yeah, too much for Costa. <laughs> Obviously, the people listening don't know my appearance, but I would, I would next thing I'm going to say, people can't see what I can see at a minute. Yeah, exactly, mate. I'm I'm like a like a really Jack, like a Jack Sparrow wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves Batman? Yeah, loves Batman. Covered in tattoos, uh, eyeliner, pierced up. You know, <laughs> just like people see it and they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> And they either love it or hate it, and that's what happened at Costa um, they when they employed it. me. Well, they did when I, when they employed me. Uh, they loved it, and the people I worked with loved it. Uh, I mean, just the people from head office didn't like it. Uh, didn't they stop using coffee machine? Yeah, yeah. And then two months I were there, uh, they came and did an inspection, and the usual pass rate for the Costa working at was like ninety-seven percent. Uh, when the report came back, they dropped it down to ninety-one. And the only reason they did that is because of me. <laughs> so there was a massive report about me and my appearance and what they didn't like. <laughs> and they banned me from using the coffee machine, which is like, it's a coffee shop. <laughs> it's a coffee shop. You're banning me from using the coffee machine. It left you to do two things, really. Clean tables and empty Clean. rubbish. Yeah, exactly, mate. That, that's basically what I, what I did. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you, like, you knew when you, when you employed me that I was like this. You knew this was how I looked. And you seem to like it, and now you've just thrown it back in my face. Um, so I left that job more or less straight away as soon as that came back. <laughs> Do miss those coffees? Oh yeah, mate. In fact, you were much nicer. You were much nicer to my other half, bringing her free hot chocolates. Oh yeah, mate, all the time. <laughs> That's what you do. A perk of the job, mate. Free muffins and chocolate. <laughs> um, yeah, so I left that, and um, what I was doing. Part time as well. I was working at uh, a work at a local working men's club uh, behind the bar, and that's a job I really loved. Again, because uh, you're always doing this, you're always facing people. Yeah, always facing people, and the fact that um, when you went to work, um, you were just socialising. That's all it was: uh, socialising and drinking. Pints. Yeah, and you're getting paid to do it. <laughs> you know, it's like getting paid to go to the pub. <laughs> Why would you not want to do that? Well, that's exactly what you were doing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. People buying me drinks. People buying me drinks. Uh, I remember, like, one Christmas when I was working there, I ended up with 30 pints paid on in a week. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You know what I, mean? I know, mate. 30 pints. That's ridiculous. And they're like, oh, you've got to drink them this week. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but again, when you went, when you moved on from Costa, it was kind of, right, I'm not, I'm not down for this. I'm not just cleaning tables. Yeah. What? It's the same position as when you left NHS. What am I going to yeah, do exactly. now? Exactly. Uh, and the thing is, you've got to explore options. Um, that's another thing you've got to do when, if you decide to do this. Uh, you've got to explore your options. Just try everything and anything. You know what I mean? Because um, you'll never know. You'll never know if you like it if you don't try it. <laughs> it's like a, like getting samples of paint. <laughs> you know when you're redecorating your house? Yeah. I, took, I went through samples. three different samples and, I, and I'd bought a full tin and it's a completely different colour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> I, help, I shouldn't be allowed to buy paint with being a bit colourblind, but oh, I yeah, just thought I'd being brave. <laughs> I've heard about this, mate. <laughs> Buying pink, pink for your front room. <laughs> I still can't sell this purple. Oh, mate, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, you just have to like, explore different avenues and try a bit of everything. 
and when I were pulling pints, that's something I really enjoyed. Um, but then I thought, why don't I take it to the next level? Because um, pulling pints is good, uh, but you find you've, you stood around a lot of the time uh, in bars like that, especially little pubs. You just stood around, and I'm I like busy messing. all the time, aren't you? <laughs> no, man. And the thing is, I like messing. I like crafting. I like stuff like that. Uh, very creative. So I thought, well, might do with cocktails. <laughs> you know what I mean, and I used to mess about in the pub. I used to like just knock all sorts of crap together. People used to drink it. <laughs> mm. um, and we've had many a night doing that, and people been carried home. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and then I started looking into uh, cocktail bartending, and I was just browsing the internet one day, and I found a. Um, a cocktail school, uh, EBS, uh, European Bartending School, and they're based all over the world. And they had a course coming up uh, a week from when I was looking. I thought, oh, I'll just jump on that. So I don't remember it being a week. Oh, I found this course. Oh, it's next week. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what happened, mate. <laughs> I've been looking and looking, uh, and they had like courses in Barcelona, they had courses in Milan, they had courses in Rome and stuff like that. But obviously, trolling out there to do it, it's just ridiculous. Uh, they did have a school in Manchester, which I booked on. And then when I booked on it, this, the, the course got cancelled. Um, so the next one available were in London. Um, so I booked onto it. I thought, well, we'll give this a ride for four weeks. Well, little uh, did you know at that point that it, at that Manchester one being full is probably one of the best things that could have happened. Which oh, we'll yeah, get onto, Which we'll get onto. But... Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we did... Um, so I travelled out to London, uh, stayed in a hostel for four weeks, which was uh, an experience, <laughs> definitely an experience. <laughs> uh, but that, just meeting new people and stuff like that, it was great. Uh, there were just a constant flow of people coming in and out. Uh, I made loads of, new, uh, loads of friends from that. Um, but the cocktail course, um, it was a five-day course. Uh, you did five days a week, uh, four weeks, and basically took you in and you could be a total novice, and they teach you everything you need to know. Uh, they teach you how to run a bar, uh, what you have to do in a bar, uh, all the history of spirits and stuff, and uh, the hardest thing we're learning, uh, 125 cocktails off by heart. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, mate. Um, in, it's intense. Not, you didn't have a long time to do it either, did you? Because yeah, learning all those cocktails was part of a final exam, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you had, a, you had a daily exam, uh, where you had to learn five cocktails from the previous day. Um, so, mate, it, it was intense. It really was. Um, people turned up just thinking it'd be fun and games. Uh, and they ended up dropping the course because it was just that intense. Um, but like I said earlier, if you put your mind to it and actually knuckle down and do it, anything's possible. How many people left? Uh, we had a course of 15 people and four people left uh, in the first week. Wow. And oh, Marines. I know, mate. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, thing is, it's not like a, it's not a cheap thing either. People are throwing money into this. Uh, I think the standard cost is about two grand. And after four days, people were quitting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the, the sheer will that I'd spent two thousand pounds would force me through. Well, that's what spared me on it. It was the last of the money I had available at the time, <laughs> so I, I, I had to do it. <laughs> go big or go home. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, concentrated on that and um, I got really pally with the teachers 
Uh, I wish I had the art to do it. And honestly, I can't thank him enough for uh, the the knowledge they gave me. It's uh, it's really paid off. Um, so I finished the course. I graduated after my four weeks. And did everybody leaving, pass? Uh, no, uh, that's the thing. Uh, four people failed. Right, so, so out, of, out of 15, four left. So 15, four, four left, and then four failed. You know what I mean? That's, that's more than 50% that's gone, isn't it? Correct, mate, yeah. That's that's the standard for that. So, that's maths. Um, yeah, <laughs> good math, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's basically what happens on the course. You always get, it's like a 50-50 split. 50 pass, 50 fail. Uh, the beauty about it, though, if you fail, they allow you to do a retest. Um so you can always pass a second time. Right. Uh, but you don't have to pay the full amount. It's like, I think you have to pay like 50 quid to redo the test. All right, so, so it's not easy, even after you, you have to pay a lot of money then. It's just, for, is it just no, the exam that no. you reset? There's like the final test. It's just the exam you reset. Right. Yeah, the exam you reset. So uh, the exam you've got to do, you've got to uh, recite all your cocktails off. You've got to write them all down, all your recipes. Uh, you've then got to do a, a test behind a, a, like a fake bar uh, where they give you... Uh, 15 cocktails and you've got to make them in under 20 minutes oh, and it sounds easy no it doesn't Trust me. <laughs> it ain't <laughs> it ain't easy at all <laughs> uh, I think I managed to do it in like 14 minutes that's um, not much under got... then oh no mate no um, and I got to my last cocktail and the instructor said look <laughs> you've met all the others he goes even if you don't he goes you've still passed I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just left an empty glass on the side <laughs> and I still passed. Um, yeah, so um, you have to make your cocktails behind the bar. Uh, then you have to do your flair, which is where you throw tins and bottles around. Uh, you've got to do like a, a set routine for a minute. How um, did that that's, go? That, oh, good man. <laughs> on, the day, on the day, I had the shakes because I was that nervous that I couldn't even hold a bottle up back of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? But then when I, when I got into the exam, uh, just flew through it. I assume you, pla- you, you, you practised this with um, water in bottles rather than natural spirit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got to do it with water. <laughs> it had been expensive. Uh, yeah. It'd been expensive course if you're throwing vodka around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody get out done. You'd be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have to learn how to uh, free pour. Uh, basically, pour your measures bang on without using measures <laughs> now, I, just you know want to, I mean? just want to pause there because i've been down to your bar where you work and uh-huh. well i got there early <laughs> yes you did <laughs> um and you were doing this stuff and you were talking about everything you learned because this is the first time i'd seen it all in action and mm-hmm. you were saying uh, and we got talking about how you learned to do all these measures and you just say it becomes like just muscle memory did, and yeah. you'd got you'd got a shot glass and then you'd got a measuring yeah, my little jigger. A little, little measuring, measuring thing at the side of it. And you went, that's 25, poured it in, it were perfect. That's 50, perfect. And then you did, that's 12 and a half. And it were like, whoa, they're all bang on. And it just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we basically, we learned that from day one. As soon as we got there on day one, uh, if you do it every day for four weeks, mate, <laughs> you, you know, it's going to it's gonna stay there. It's going to stay in your brain forever. <laughs> and it's a nice little, it's a nice little party trick, mate. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, um, go on, mate, we, we, you finished the course. Yeah, so I finished the course. You passed. Yeah, uh, on the day of graduation, we passed, and we went out for a celebratory meal uh, for all the graduates. And while I was there, uh, while we were out on the, the night out, uh, one of the teachers approached me and said, oh, there's a new bar opening up. 
I'm going to put your name forward because um, we love you here. Um, you've got a real knack for this, and you're a real people person. I think you'll really fit in. And I'm like, oh, thanks for that. And that's no just problem. that. That's what I was referring to earlier when I mentioned that about this Manchester course being full, like leading on to probably one of the best things ever. Exactly. Which is this. Um, yeah, if I had to, yeah, if I hadn't been in London, nobody had offered me this job that I'm at now. Uh, so they offered me, they said, "Oh, we're going to put your name forward," and I thought, "Well, oh, it's just they probably still like to most students." Uh, but no, uh, I travelled back home uh, the day after, and then when I arrived home, I had an email in my inbox. Uh, from a guy called Tom Jackman. Uh, he was the guy who basically runs this franchise of pubs. And he said, do you want to do a trial? A trial shift? I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, when do you want me? He was like, oh, can you come on Tuesday? <laughs> uh, and this was like a Sunday. I'd just arrived back. And he goes, do you come you, down I, Tuesday? Because we, we had a chat about that, didn't we? When you'd meant you when you'd come back up and you mentioned that you'd they'd been in touch. Yeah. Cause you, you... Yeah, I, I weren't expecting it at all, mate, to be honest. <laughs> um... So you, you, you were getting paid for the trial as well, weren't you? Oh, yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah, you went in for the trial and you got paid to do it and they'd give you free beer, free food, and uh, they'd pay for your transport as well, which were happy days, really. It just, it just better, seemed really. like... Yeah, it just seemed silly not to do it. Um, so I took this trial shift. Uh, I went down and basically had to work a full night behind a bar. Uh, but um, I did half an hour. I worked half an hour behind a bar and they were that blown away by the stuff that I knew because of this course. They went, mate, you've got a job straight away. <laughs> you've got a job. After and half went, an hour? Yeah. And I went, do you need me to see you anything? No, nah, mate, we can see, you can see you like, Well, you're doing really it, you were doing it, weren't you? You were doing it exactly. live in front of them. Exactly. And because I'd done it in this course, it was just like second nature. I could just walk into it and do it. Um, This, this, Career I've taken it's, it's more of a life skill, mate. Because you could walk into any bar and just crack on. There's no training to do, and you can work all over the world, mate. <laughs> this is why I wanted to do it. Because um, I couldn't just travel. I could once I'm fed up with London, I could just move to I don't know America and start doing it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for um, for like the people that know you, like while you were down there doing it, we were all saying that this is the best thing for you because. It, it entirely and fits I, your personality, like 100%. Yeah and, had, yeah, and I had so much support from you guys. I can't, honestly, I can't thank you enough for uh, being there for me while I was doing this. You certainly had a good go. Oh, yeah, mate. People thought I was crazy for doing it, but, um, yeah, it, it really has panned out, and the guys were stuck behind me, like uh, you, for example, and Mark and Jody and uh, Birdie and all that. Yeah. You were probably behind me 100% of the way, and I really appreciate that, man. So you, can, you. you can tell just by how, how you're talking about it now, well, even more so for me, because I can see you while we're doing this. Like, <laughs> and knowing that, and being into the bar and seeing you doing either making the cocktails or just serving everybody else, and how much fun you're having, it's literally like the time of your life every day, isn't it? Oh, mate, it's great. It's, it's like a massive holiday. It really is. Um, Not like work, is it? No, it, that's the thing. Um, in fact, I found a quote the other day. I was going to get tattooed on myself. And it says, uh, if you really love your job, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Yeah. Which is true. I absolutely love my job to bits. And when I go to work, I'm not working. It's it's just fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what um, everybody should be striving for. And if, and mate, if... That's what you should get out of life. Uh, if you think about it, you, most people start work when they're 20, 18, 20. 
uh, they get a full-time job, and then they stay that job until they retire. That's that's a massive, chunky life, mate. You know what I mean? And you're there, what, five days a week, nine to five. And you do that until you retire. If you don't enjoy it, what's the point, mate? <laughs> what is exactly. the point? <laughs> I mean, I, that's I, like, I, that's I, I said this to somebody the other day. Life, that you, you wouldn't stay in a relationship where you weren't happy. That's why there's things such as divorces. So Correct, mate. you spend Correct. more time working than you do with people that you love. So why address that one and not the one that's sucking the life out of you when you're getting up at, between six and seven every day and then not getting back until six and seven, depending on commute, and being miserable the whole time you're there? Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, I remember when I, when I first got this job, uh, I posted something on Facebook saying I'm having a, like an awesome time. And somebody put a really sarky comment on. And it just said, why would you pack in a decent job to to get minimum wage um, to knock out some drinks? And my response was, to be honest, mate, I, I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not the guy who wakes up at 8 o'clock in the morning and drags himself to work you know, and just complains throughout the day, waits till 5 o'clock, comes home and goes to bed. And then does the same thing every day. And he absolutely hates the job. I'm the guy who gets up at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> goes because to work he gets at four. in at five from work. <laughs> yeah, he gets in at five a.m. <laughs> um, yeah, rolls to work at four four p.m. and then works until two a, two a.m. and then just has an awesome time. And he gets free drinks, free food, and you get tips. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get you get paid to drink. <laughs> and you meet a lot of people, which is like what you want to do, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You, you meet so many people, um, and like. Honestly, mate, since I've been in my phone box, just exploded. I know <laughs> you that. got Alex Zane's phone number? Uh, no, mate, no. <laughs> I did tweet him, though, but he's not responded. Probably because he had a massive hangover the day after. Maybe. That's the thing, you do end up with hangovers when they come and see you. Oh, yeah, mate, because I look after the people. <laughs> is that what it is? I give the people what they want, mate. <laughs> Headaches. Yeah. So, out of, with, like, going from... Uh, council to NHS to uh, Costa briefly, then to the mm-hmm. club, and now down to London. Yeah. What's out of everything? You know, like each one of those transitions. What's the biggest thing that you felt you've you've learnt, or the best piece of advice that you can give somebody who's either teetering or struggling going through the sort of transition? Uh, the best piece of advice uh, I can give somebody is uh, if you do, if you are on the edge of doing it. Uh, just go for it. Just go for it. You've got absolutely nothing to lose. Um, and like I said, worst case scenario, you end up going back to your old job or doing something similar. Um, but if you want a, a change, just just go for it. Just throw yourself into it and crack on. And trust me, it will pay off. It will pay off. Um, and we have a prime example in you. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, there were times where I thought, wow, this is like really intense and like I had a bit of panic attack because I thought, what if I don't do what if I don't succeed? Uh, but that was just like a fleeting thought because I, I, I said to myself, I am going to, I am going to succeed. I am going to do this. <laughs> and yeah, it paid off them. It really did pay off. And to be honest, mate, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I've been for a long time. And is and now you're living in London, enjoying yourself beyond yeah, probably what you thought you ever would. Yeah, I moved in with one of the teachers who were on the course. <laughs> ah, of course, that's, that's your new pad, isn't it? And you moved yeah, in with them. Yeah, it's my new house. So, yeah, I moved in with them. So it's, it's great. It's absolutely great, mate. And there's so many opportunities for people. They just need to go for it. Yeah. They just, they just need to give it a try. Just give it a try. 
That's awesome. It is, mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't have done anything differently, mate, at all. At all. Now, I know you're not, I know you're not a massive purveyor of uh, the social networks. No. Um, but you can catch you on Twitter with is it Superman Kent, is it? Yeah, that's that's me. That's me. And if you uh, jump on there, uh, it's also on my Instagram, I think. So if you jump on there, you'll see me knocking out cocktails and meeting people. Um, yeah, if you if you want to talk, mate, just uh, just drop me a line and I'll be happy to answer any questions or give people advice if they and need it. And there you go. So if you can't even speak, if you hit up Superman <laughs> Kent on Twitter, like you just said, they offer any sort of advice because. I often use Andrew as uh, an example of when I'm trying to describe what this podcast is. So we have the man himself. So thanks very much for your time, mate, and uh, appreciate you sharing the story. Yeah, no worries, man. Anytime. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of The Turning Point. I've been your host, Daniel Moore, and today's guest has been a good friend of mine, Andrew Levitt. And remember, together, we can make one of life's biggest hurdles that much easier to overcome.